0: Welcome to the Open Headspace Podcast, where we strive to expose the unspoken and normalize vulnerability and explore controversial questions while in mindful relationship with Jesus. I am McKenna.
1: And I'm Noel. Today, we have another half-hour hash out for you. But before we get into that, we should probably do some unstructured combo time. Yes. Sorry, headphone users. <laughs>
0: and to start our unstructured combo time, I have a very important question for you. Oh,
1: <laughs> very important question. Makes a comeback.
0: Yes, Brilliant. makes a comeback. Why is the word dark spelled with a K instead of a letter C?
1: Is there an answer to this that I should have? There's an answer. Why is it spelled with a K instead of a C? I don't
0: know.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> this okay, joke is okay. so bad. Bracing myself for the dad joke. The dad joke. Because
0: you can't see in the dark. <laughs> <gasps> If I could audibly display my disapproval. And it's <laughs> got like her head down and just her face <sighs> is in her hands going, Oh, no way. Oh.
1: You can't see in the dark, people. That's so good. <laughs> that's, that's so but bad. The dad jokes are that's real so I like, freaking love them. Dad jokes are an interesting category of jokes because me, I appreciate terrible jokes, but they still hurt. Still, it's up there with the
0: song Buddy once told me (laughs) 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 the Shrek jokes. Oh my goodness, Uh, yeah,
1: it's up there. Dad jokes are weird, I love them, but they what is it about it? Like, you can be someone who appreciates them so much, but yet they still, like,
0: because as soon as your dad tells a joke, you cringe and go, Oh, why? But I
1: love those kinds of jokes, it's just hearing them sometimes for me is like. Pain. Yeah, I feel it. Where's that the pain? Cringe is real. Cringe is an emotion uh, that definitely existed.
0: Cringe is an
1: emotion. Only after bad jokes.
0: I think cringe <laughs> is like a is like an extension of embarrassment.
1: Oh, you're right. Dude, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Why do we feel embarrassed about bad jokes? I don't know. Maybe because we truly deep down find them funny, but we don't want to admit it. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I admit it. I think it's funny. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's great. Embrace the cringe. That That should be on a t shirt. Embrace Embrace the cringe. Embrace the cringe. Oh, but that'd be such an awkward hug. Awkward side hugs are embracing the cringe. Yeah, they are. I love awkward side hugs. Really?
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway i want to start off our conversation words are hard wow my brain's broken i'm trying to transition us into our topic of today which yeah, that was is a good transition uh, yeah a good it's good segues Woo. um I'm, I'm gonna transition us into our conversation which is core value how core values and enneagram mix together because we've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks now yeah yeah, three Ooh. weeks. Wow. Yeah, it's been three weeks or I guess, yeah, three episodes we've talked about mm-hmm. um, core values and personality typing and the importance of getting into who, knowing who we are before we talk about right. any kind of mental illness because who we are um, will sometimes play into our mental. And I'm not saying that our who we are is our mental illness. I'm saying mm-hmm. who we are helps us process, um, process and process. That um, helps us develop a treatment plan. And I have air quotes because treatment plans is a very weird way to say it. And mm-hmm. I don't have, for lack of a better term,
1: how to process life. How to process life, <laughs> life and how we us, specifically do like, it. Handles handles like, to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Like, here's some places to start. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, why don't you go ahead and give us the definition of core values one more time? I'll redefine Enneagram. We'll readdress mm-hmm. these things because bring them fresh to our mind.
0: Yeah. So, core values. Ba- Core values. Core values. <laughs> core, I, my Spanish accent was coming out because um, I've been speaking Spanish for some reason today. Anyway, <laughs> core values with the V um, are the fundamental beliefs of a person, they are guiding principles that dictate our behavior. Mm-hmm. And that was the definition of um,
1: Enneagram. What is the definition of the Enneagram? Um, the no purpose, purpose of the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns and how we, uh, how people interpret the world and manage their emotions.
0: So see how those are, like, really close. Even in their definitions, mm-hmm. it's a fundamental, like, it helps guide behavior. Right. Um, whereas this is, it helps determine patterns on how we process the mm-hmm. world. Um, the patterns help dictate our behavior and, and helps right. guide our um, beliefs and, blah, blah, and words. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I remember there was a thought we had had when we were talking about the core values. I can't remember what exactly it was, but it was talking about how, like, core values is your, the the base, the foundation of, like, who you mm-hmm. are and how God created you to be. Um, and then how we deter from that can be seen in the enneagram where it kind of gives us as a thermometer that's what it was. yeah the enneagram is a thermometer to see where you at were where you were at where you at where you at were um in <laughs> like at, living from those places because the enneagram shows the motivations and the fears that we tend to live from instead of living from satisfaction and who jesus is for us and how he has created us to be that's good so foundation and then test thermometer that's right That's yeah Yeah,
0: core values are the foundations that god laid in us and then the enneagram is like our personality and how we function Mm i like that way to see where
1: we're
0: at way to see how we're doing and like how to judge how we are mentally because like we've been doing that today even (laughs) as like meeting as friends we're like oh how
1: are you oh this is where your your
0: your two's popping out or your four's popping out right now and
1: now i know a lot of people tend to think that that's like boxing, which I know it's that the... personality tests totally create boxes. Absolutely. Can't deny that. But mm-hmm. the difference that I'm not going to act like the Enneagram is the perfect test or anything, but it, it is more of a being able to label and call out things and patterns mm-hmm. and ways that we see consistency in one's behaviors.
0: <laughs> which is actually really good and, and a good term to get to and to know in therapy, especially if, you, if you're if you not in therapy at all or like you're thinking, if you're thinking about going into therapy, one thing that i would like to like just let you know is that a therapist number one looks for patterns in your behavior yeah and so enneagram helps with noticing those patterns yeah um they look for patterns in your thoughts in um, in ways you were treated as a kid they look for patterns so that they can start to kind of assess where you are and notice your symptoms and like like when like conflict happens what do you do like what is your what is your preferred pattern so me as like I go and run in height mm-hmm. um, that's my pattern and so then you you can start to kind of treat that once you know the pattern right you when, give
1: it a name to be able to notice it mm-hmm. now I know people I've heard talking about like naming things being not a good thing and I can't remember what the context that that was but I feel like when you know what you're dealing with or at least are able to categorize a bunch of behaviors into one place it makes it easier to analyze i don't know
0: i feel like yeah once you know what it is
1: it is easier to handle it's a bad thing when you name it and it's wrong oh that's true and it's a bad thing when you name it and leave it at that because maybe that's why there's this stigma around giving names and putting things in boxes because like we put things in a box and we say good that's the way it is that's the way it's always going to be but the reality is you put things in a box so that you can work better with it and open you organize so you can function better you don't organize just for the sake of organizing. Maybe I'm, I do. Yeah. I but, gonna, but 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 <laughs> the initial intent is always the, the primary intent is to be able to function more effectively. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> that was
0: a lot right there. I don't know where that southern accent came from, but oh, it's yeah. there to stay I think. So how do I'm you sorry. see
1: your enneagram, which you said is type two? Yeah. How do you see that connecting with your core desires or core values? Wow, I really My core desires. Yeah.
0: Yes, I desire my core values. Um, so how I see Enneagram, because I did, I did Enneagram first, but I didn't realize that they were connected first, so mm-hmm. I did it without the Enneagram in mind. Um, but my core values, how I see them connecting, um, like I always say every episode we talk about this, one of my main core values is leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and serving, serving and leadership are my two big ones and twos tend to make really great leaders Mm -hmm. because they, um, they strive to serve, they strive to be a helper as the name entails. They strive to, um, they want, they want to lift others up and make sure that they're okay. And that's great qualities for a leader to have. And so that's kind of how I see it there.
1: Mm
0: Um, another one is like unconditional support that's a big one for me and twos tend to give that out mm-hmm. um, a lot they 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 give out so much so that like it almost hurts them sometimes
1: mm-hmm. um Now we can put a, sorry, I totally interrupted, but putting a thermometer on that, I think it's a really good point to put in. Um, Because you say that you can go too far and overexert yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a good value, desiring to be, uh, what was it, unconditional support? Um, Being supportive for people. But the Enneagram, for example, would give you a measure of, like, are you going in the wrong direction using or living out of that desire in a, an exhaustive way rather than yeah. the way that you meant to but yeah it's like, a very good thing like
0: am i am i giving so much that i'm not even paying attention to myself right. that is a that is an indicator that something is wrong with me yeah is that I'm continuously
1: giving and I'm not filling yeah. myself up. That's an indicator that the, I need to look at something. Yeah, and the answer isn't to stop being a supportive person. Exactly. Because no, sometimes don't. we think, oh, I'm overexerting myself, so I need to stop doing it. It's like maybe you're living out of the wrong direction on this thing.
0: Yeah, and sometimes the answer is, yeah, maybe yeah. I do need to
1: pull away a little right, bit. Right, yeah. And like we've learned that. But not denying the desire to be
0: Mm-hmm. Don't step away supportive. forever. Right. And don't not be supportive ever. Like... Um, if you have to pull away, of course, still have people that you are okay with mm-hmm. supporting. Because it is still good to be able to support. It actually feels good to support. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, sometimes when you have to pull away in situations of uh, the way you're overexerting, mm-hmm. it's you're pulling away because you're only giving and you're not receiving from that relationship. Yeah. And that sometimes that's a good thing. If you're in like a mentorship relationship and you're older than the person... Sometimes you have to step away because you just, you give, 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 and you're not expected to take because they're a younger person, you're in a mentorship, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be get, taking from you. The dynamic of
1: that relationship yeah. is different, and yeah. And so
0: sometimes you need to step away because it's unhealthy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a really big thing that I'm learning, especially right now, um, is when to pull away from, um, situations when your brain is just like out of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's really good. Um. A way to judge that is to be like, okay, am I giving so much that, like, I'm hurting? Am I pulling? Am I, like, for me, because I'm an eight, or am I, I I am, like, a stress, when I stressed out, I go towards eight. For me, I I typically notice that I'm unhealthy if I'm starting to control situations, if I'm starting Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more controlling, because that's what eights, unhealthy eights tend to do, is tend to control more situations. Mm -hmm. Or am I noticing that I'm trying to pull away from everybody emotionally? That's the unhealthy four, and I'm learning that today from you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. Am I am I pulling away and hiding everything? Am I not being open mm-hmm. and honest?
1: That's one of my other core values. And you can see how helpful that system is. It's like, oh, wow, that's a sign of being in a unhealthy place. What am I doing what that am has I doing? gotten me to be so
0: unhealthy? What are my core values Where are my core values yeah. hurting right now? Where yeah. Where am I? Where am I ignoring my core values? Yeah. Um, of course, one of, one of my core values in this kind of situation, the where it would be hurting, like, for an example, would be open and honest. Am I not being open and honest? Am I hiding away my feelings because I'm not mm-hmm. being open and honest? Yeah. Um, that's a big one. Um, am I starting to control situations because I'm not being as good of a leader as I should be? Mm-hmm. Or do I feel like I'm not a good leader, so therefore I'm controlling things because therefore I must be a good leader. I'll (laughs) pretend. You know? Hello, plane. Uh, There is a plane above us. So Um, if you hear that... Just say hi. I feel the need to apologize, but I shouldn't because (laughs) codependency.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's a really good way of laying that out, too. You didn't see the connection between the... Values in the Enneagram and tell until we started this podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. So I mean, this is a testament to how it is helpful to grow using these two things together uh because it's like, oh, it's not like we're just making this up. No, <laughs> we're not. It's, it's a legit thing. It's really helpful and really, really cool. It gives you a, a thermometer of where you're at, noticing I'm starting to control or I'm starting to withdraw a lot. Those are. Patterns of behavior that are like part of the unhealthy aspect of how I've identified in my pattern of processing. So, where am I lacking? Let's look at my core values. It's genius, and I love mm-hmm.
0: it. So cool! It's a good way because, especially when it comes to mental health, a lot of what you do in therapy, especially, is you investigate feelings. Mm-hmm. So. It's just I really like that example is once you have core values, you can actually really investigate where Mm -hmm. a thing is hurting. And then you can be like, okay, what thoughts am I having around this and investigate proof for that. And that's part of CBT, which I can talk about later. I'm not qualified to talk about it, but I'm going to because I can um, (laughs) because I've learned. (laughs) Um, But um, the CBT is the kind of therapy that um, a lot of people, most people will use. It's most common It's called cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, It's used by most therapists when it comes to depression and anxiety. It helps change your thoughts around um, when they're spinning. Anyway, I digress. That was a trail (laughs) off. Bunny trail. Anyway, do you want to talk about how your... How you see the connection between Enneagram and core values. Sure. Because you know, I've, I've rambled enough. No, you're
1: fine. You were expressing your thoughts. I like that. I think it's cool hearing from you because you're, you started with core values and then Enneagram came and layered on that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was the exact opposite. <laughs> so my understanding of how these two related, as we were doing the core values, I was like, I really, really, this is why we put the order of the podcast the way we did. Do the core values first and then do the Enneagram. If you haven't watched those episodes, please go back. Core values first. Listen to them. Core values first. Listen to them, and then do that, and then do the Enneagram. If you've already done the Enneagram, you're not discluded from this. Don't worry; it still works. I'm a living testament of that. It's just a little harder not to try to create core values around what you know mm-hmm. from the Enneagram.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, I do believe that they're still accurate. Yeah. So, like as I was writing mine up, I started noticing that they correlate with specific Enneagram numbers, which also happen to be certain ones, like my growth or my regression, or even just other ones that I identified with but didn't fully like. Say, for example, I'm a one. We know this. We've been I've been called out many times. <laughs> and You're like, welcome. My, one of my categories is moral integrity. And in that is a bunch of things like truth, knowledge, balance, ethical practice, open and honest, faith, wisdom, honesty, and integrity. And all those things are very much one-like, yeah. like core one kind of things, not positive, not negative, just basic. Straight up one. But then I look at my, one of my other categories, expressive freedom. That's a hard one for me, <sighs> but I also noticed it was like a mix of four and seven because four being the... Um, they call them the romantic individualist, but they're very expressive, very emotional, and a lot of the things that I s- don't do very well are in the four, because that's the ultimate growth for me. <laughs> the and ultimate then, growth. And then in seven, it's like the outward I mean everybody would look at me and say you're totally an extrovert but the reality is I'm not I'm growing to be a little bit more seven like and maybe that comes out in being exuberant and that's okay but a lot of the things like creativity humor competitiveness even meaningful work adventure excitement those things kind of played into like four and seven those are the ones that related directly to my number I found a couple other ones like I've read type five and there's a lot about a type five that I relate with, but the reality is it's not my core. Yeah. So I can't say, oh, I'm a little bit of a type five. I think there's five tendencies I relate with very much so. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is my core desire and core motivation are totally one tendencies can be similar between numbers that doesn't mean i'm half one half five but anyways i put some of the numbers to line up with the other categories that i had so i do have a category for five i have a category for six i, I had a
0: joke if you're half one half five would that make you one fifth
1: uh, sorry because one over five and so my brain pictured one fifth yeah i am math. enneagram one fifth
0: <laughs> that would be so funny oh my goodness sorry, it was, a, it was. no that was, a was great good joke moment
1: but i see it kind of as a fun little connection there for me now i'm not sure exactly how i would take that and say how does that help me grow i think i just like looking at it and being like oh they connect oh but that's fun because it's organized yeah that's the truth of it i think the way that you described it connecting um is definitely the more practical way of using the two of these tools together for me i just like making connections so (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's the fun that's the fun thing fun thing fun 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 but yeah i just thought that was when we were doing it i thought it was really fun looking at it and going wow i didn't know these things about myself and i can see by i can approve in a way the way that the core values work because the enneagram is something i've grown to trust and know really well and seeing how it connects is like "Whoa, that's really cool these are consistent they can mix together even though they weren't technically like designed to mix together they weren't
0: designed to mix together but Somebody should write a book on that, Ooh. how they mix. Oh, yeah. Um, but they weren't designed, but we were designed by God. Yeah, so, that's true. So um, when you think about it, every which way that we look at how we're designed, mm-hmm. it's all connected because God designed us. And right. So um, because God designed us, we find connections in
1: little things. Mm-hmm. And, um, in systems that are accurate and not restrictive. Yeah. You can find consistencies for sure.
0: Find consistencies because we mm-hmm. have a consistent God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that got me thinking about something else. Okay. We'll have to I mean yeah, I'll write it down. <laughs> write it down. Um, Note
0: takers are history
1: makers. Don't say it, but I wrote it down. Uh <laughs> but yeah, so Yeah. Um we've talked about how you can practically use it. We've talked about each of our perspectives on it. Y- um maybe we could just summarize how is it that you could use? Because
0: this is like the finale episode yeah. of this
1: mini-series.
0: Yeah. I would, yeah, I would like to call this a mini-series. This is a mini-series
1: Yeah, of totally. Podcast. Probably one we could readdress too. It's fun.
0: We can always readdress it if something comes up and we decide mm-hmm. that we
1: need to talk about it more or if we learn something new. Um. So yeah, we posted on our Instagram the steps to take for both and they're quite fun. Yeah. And then I would encourage you, after you've got your core values and your, your enneagram, of course, I feel like to make the connections that we've made, it takes knowing more than just your number. But you can start with knowing your number and your growth and your stress, and then looking at your core values, and then use it as a thermometer.
0: And of course, like we mentioned in the last episode, listen to the song by Sleeping <laughs> at Last. That is yours. Oh listen to goodness. the song. That'll
1: help you draw a lot of connections, oh actually. Oh, my goodness. Yeah man let's talk about that for a minute those songs are so yeah, let's talk about good. it. good so good i liked i think i said this in the, when we talked about these songs in the first place i listened to the songs as they were coming out like three had just come out when i got on the bandwagon but i didn't realize these were for the enneagram so i had listened to one i listened to two and i listened to three and i loved one i don't know why i thought it was about god and it was amazing <laughs> it talks about it and it it does. like it mentions and i'm like it's gotta be about god it's so good <laughs> yeah i didn't really fully make the connection but I love that song. Such a good song.
0: If uh, you listen to two without the context of the enneagram, you think it's a total love song. Yeah, totally. And that was exactly the thing. I was like, love song, god song, but it's not exactly. And then a oh man, because it's not. It's like how I would treat literally any human who right. I'm close to. Is mm-hmm. I will put you before myself, and no, I don't want to talk about myself. Tell me about yourself. Oh my goodness. Tell me where it That hurts. line makes
1: me so sad. Why? You know. Every well, time. it makes
0: you sad because it gives you an idea on how I think.
1: So good, it's so good, so good. Oh yeah, gosh. a lot of the lines in there are like brutally honest brutally with the honest. reality of how we think in terms of each of the numbers, and it. I don't know, maybe listen to all of them because you you get a little bit of empathy too for other people and where they're at. Yeah. And of course, this isn't saying study the enneagram so you can read people. Like, don't analyze exactly people. Right. That, okay. It is fun to. In a friendly way, be like, Oh, that's so your eight coming out in a good way, or that's so your seven coming out, or that's you know. Just kind of like poking like time. that. Poking of course, fun. being careful because if you're calling out someone's struggles, that can be hurtful. Yeah. So be careful with that. Knowing everything about someone isn't the goal. But be understanding them where they're coming from, that can totally be aided by listening to those songs
0: too. Yeah. And it can really help you understand. Um, anyone else in a relationship, it can help mm-hmm. you strengthen a relationship because you know how they operate, right? And you can know what they need. And like for me as a two, um, I can like count on McKenna to like know when to call me out and when to be like, "No, you're supporting me too much
1: right now. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you're doing." Respecting each other's boundaries, yeah, and understanding mm-hmm. where we have that. All yeah. this is time. Exactly. I love it.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's so good.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was... The, I don't know if I mentioned this with the Enneagram. You could totally take it. There's that site that we talked about where you can see what two different numbers work like together. And uh-huh. It's really cool. But anyways, that's kind of fun. It's fun. It's, it's very fun.
0: Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> and it's really great, too. These kind of... M- personality modalities work really well in like a workplace office
1: as well. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um
0: if you're if you are like a manager in an office, this would be really great to have like your team like do because then you can best see how your
1: employees work. Right. Or your teammates work. Ooh, that reminds me there was this test the disk profile. That was really oh, good yeah. for teamwork stuff. you yeah, so like that. a teamwork kind of thing. Disk profile is your go. Yeah. But I good. can imagine something with a little bit more personal interaction the Enneagram would be good. Yeah. I don't like know. Poor like, values office. probably would be something for personal Probably stuff. for personal growth. Enneagram yeah. is better for, like, workplace settings. Yeah. Workplace, yeah. relationships, and self-growth. hmm Primarily on self-growth, but... Primarily on self-growth, and then but relationships it does help and then in workplace. workplace. So in that order. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm a young
0: one, so I. who am I to say what's good for employee, or bosses to use? You're not a young employees. one.
1: I'm a young one. You
0: are a young one, but I'm also young. I'm a young one. Young one? You are a young... <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm a young two, You're but I'm 23 now. I'm not 22 anymore. I don't know about you. No, I'm not 22 anymore. You can't sing that song to me anymore. I can sing it to you when you turn 22. Oh,
1: no. Yes. Oh, no. I'm so excited. Oh, no. Yes, revenge is mine. Yeah, um, I have been doing that. Every time somebody has a birthday, I'm just like, go oh, for 22. And most of my friends are almost 22 oh, at this point. So. some news for you. It's your
0: turn next. Yours. Or next. Anyway, we derailed
1: hardcore, but it's fine. Yeah, we were derailed hardcore values. Ah, Honestly, this uh, half-hour hash out wasn't meant to be perfectly structured. Noel was saying some of our best conversations come out with just talking about it. So it's a summary. It's a summary on, like, Enneagram core values, how they can be mixed, and to encourage you, once again, if you haven't done it, do it, do it, do it. Do it just, just do it do it and then follow they our Instagram and then you can comment. Yes, yes follow our Instagram I think one thing I do want to say actually if yeah. you have not done research on the Enneagram or, or values And you feel like you're disclosing too much information by telling somebody your Enneagram number That's totally you don't valid. have to you don't have to tell people your Enneagram number because the reality is When you tell somebody that you're also telling them like oh, yeah, this is a very deep part of me hmm. So you're not necessarily like exposing this huge amount, but you are being vulnerable in a sense. So do be careful who you share this information with, because you don't want to just hand out your deepest fears to people. <laughs> yeah, because
0: it can be negatively used against you. Yeah. in bad bad as cases. with any situation, with revealing something about
1: yourself. So, I mean, just be measured with your vulnerability. Yeah, like we're we talked about boundaries, normalizing vulnerability, but we also mentioned definitely have boundaries. Be measured and 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 um, yeah but also don't feel like you can't say oh yeah i'm such a one i think people who don't know it super well probably won't get it people who do know the enneagram like maybe they would but you also i think have a good handle on who you want to talk to about these things and who you don't yeah of course we are talking about it we're going to
0: talk about it in two weeks about how we're going to talk about how to find people you trust with this kind Mm -hmm. of
1: stuff Mm -hmm. because
0: you want a support system that knows your deepest fears and Mm -hmm. deepest values so
1: that they can um, help you to grow. Understand yourself. Know people with and uh, have boundaries with people that you can help to know you to help you understand how to grow and also work to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. But yeah, again, that isn't a warning. Like, don't tell people your core values in any no, way. No, absolutely. But at the same time, don't feel like you're like laying everything out. But also at the same time, be cautious. Yeah, just- <laughs> Measured vulnerability is important. Yeah. So I would say under the post, you can totally comment your Enneagram number, but. If you're comfortable. Yeah. If if, only if you're comfortable. Yeah. We never want to push people. Well, we do want
0: to push people out of their comfort zone, but not so much that it's yeah. hurtful. And in a, in a boundaryful way. Yeah. In a boundaryful way.
1: Zone in a good way.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: There but you yeah. I mean, we talked about our Enneagram numbers on a podcast, so.
0: We did, yeah. We're pretty open about that now. Yeah. People who know us know our Enneagram numbers and where we grow in stress towards. That's true. And I mean, but, I don't
1: think that's totally terrible. No, it's not terrible. It feels like information that you're giving somebody, like, this is something to know about me. <laughs> but it's good because, like, we have
0: boundaries. and yeah. We're working towards having boundaries around ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And so I feel like it's a good place to grow and yeah. how to have, uphold healthy boundaries with people if something happens. It's, it's like, I feel like it's very good for... For us, especially having this podcast is really good for us, I think. Right. Um, to get out there and open and, like, talking about this stuff. That's why I really enjoy doing this podcast. Right. It's really good. It's going to help us grow a lot. Um, and that's not just, like, I digress because now we're rambling because, <laughs> um, you know, but. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know. mental leftovers?
0: Yeah, my mental leftovers are um, jumbled mm-hmm. up and, and in a scoop and I want to eat it
1: in cereal. <laughs> I could just summarize some of the points we made then. Yeah. Yeah. So so. at the beginning, we mentioned that we have the foundation and the thermometer. We talked about how it's like boxes that help with patterns of behavior that you use, you organize to function effectively. You can work these two together to understand yourself better, to grow, to understand people and grow. And we recommend you doing it in the order that we laid out, but it isn't impossible to do it in the order that I did it. And yeah, keep growing. Keep seeking to understand. Knowing yourself sounds selfish, but it isn't. It's not. It's about growing, and growing is helpful for people around you as well as yourself.
0: And I feel like knowing yourself is the most self selfless thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Because it helps you help others. Because right. you know where you, you are and the other person is. Right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Anyway. Okay. So I think... You think? I think that's it. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Thanks for joining us on the Open Headspace podcast.
0: Yeah. You wanna? You wanna send us out? I think you want to send us out. Okay. Okay. Can I get a yeet for cheese? Oh my god! (laughs) I am so sorry, headphone users. You all just like
1: every single one's gonna have to have the warning symbol. I'm so sorry.
0: You guys have a headache now. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, thank you for joining us this week on Open Headspace. Are you done? Is it a yes or a no? All right, we'll see you next week on Open Headspace.